Everybody eats. You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Maryland basketball built much-needed confidence and momentum versus Alcorn State. I said it on last podcast. I said this is the game to build confidence going into the rest of the season, to build a game where you just beat Penn State, a huge Big Ten win, but this game was another game to build confidence and momentum, and that's exactly what we did. Everybody ate this game. Everybody had a seat at the table. The table was large. Nobody was discluded. Everybody ate a little bit. Everybody was full after that game, after beating Alcorn State 105-65. to And this is exactly what you want from this type of game. A team like Alcorn State, that's only 1-10 in 10 now. They're not a very good team overall. I try to justify them being a solid team on the last podcast, and they do have some good basketball players. Don't get me wrong, but this team isn't up to par to what we are. So when you play a team like this, and the competition is down, what you want to do, the number one thing you want to take away is I think exactly what Maryland did. Let everybody eat, everybody build confidence, and everybody build momentum. And that's what we did with the win, 105 to 65. Everybody ate. I think everybody trended in the right direction. I think everybody started to get going. Like legitimately, if you look down the roster, everybody that has some type of impact on the team, anyone that has been in the rotation, been slightly out of rotation, whoever it is, mainly any guy you looked at had a pretty good game. And I think that's exactly what you want. I think the Terps built much needed confidence outside of Julian Reese and Jameer Young. We already know that Julian Reese and Jameer Young, we already know that they're going to be all Big Ten selections probably. They're our best players. They're both averaging above 15 points per game. They're both filling it up. They're both carrying us in a lot of games against the Penn State game they each had above 20. We already know that Jameer Young and Julian Reese are going to show We know what those two are going to bring. We know those two guys are stars in the Big Ten. We know those two guys can score the ball. We know Julian Reese is going to go for a double-double. But this game against Alcorn State, Julian Reese and Jameer Young, yes, they look good. They had their good games. But outside of Julian Reese and outside of Jameer Young, I think players were able to build some type of confidence, some type of momentum, which I think is extremely important. I think confidence in sports is 
so important being a division one athlete. I feel like I understand that confidence is the name of the game. I was looking around for a quote on confidence because I, how important I think confidence is. And this is what I found athletes that allow the smallest amount of self doubt into their thinking will most likely see a decrease in their performance. Self-confidence can make a break make or break an athlete's performance because it facilitates concentrations, affects goals, and increases effort and more. I read that on a little on a website talking about confidence in an article talking about confidence that how important confidence was in sports for basketball for any sport that you play but in the name of the game basketball is one of the main sports that you have to have confidence to be able to build because everybody knows if you shot a basketball if you play basketball at even what a fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade level if you've played at that type of level and one example of this is if your shot's not going in and then teams start to let you shoot. You see this in college basketball. You see this in the NBA. If you know you're not able to shoot really well and teams start backing up and let you shoot, it is so much harder to make a shot when you haven't seen a couple of shots go in. And that's why I think the name of the game is confidence. And some of the Terps needed that type of confidence because some of the Terps haven't shot the ball well, haven't been able to get things going. But everybody ate this game, like I said. Everybody ate. Basically, everybody got some type of rhythm going into this game, and everybody built some type of confidence. And that's why this this game against Alcorn State was a perfect outcome. If you really look at the stat sheet, if you really looked at the game, everybody played a pretty solid game. Everybody ate. Look at the shooting numbers from Deshaun Harris-Smith. Deshaun Harris-Smith couldn't make a three, couldn't make a jump shot for a while, it seemed like. It seemed like he couldn't find his rhythm from all out there. I, we knew coming into the season that Deshaun Harris-Smith wasn't known for his shooting ability, but we did think he'd be able to shoot the three ball at least somewhat well. I mean, I didn't expect him to shoot like 38% from the three, but I thought maybe he could hover around 27, 28 maybe get into the 30% because he did shoot well in high school, but we know that his name of the game wasn't shooting. He struggled all year shooting the ball, and he went three of four from downtown. He struggled from the free throw line. He went three of four from the three from the free throw line. So three of four from the three-point line for Deshaun Harris-Smith? Are you kidding me? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Building confidence because we're going to need some shots from Deshaun Harris-Smith because in the scouting report, it's going to say in the Big Ten play coming up. And this guy's a starter for us. Obviously, he's a freshman, but he's a starter. He plays big-time minutes. When we have these Big Ten games coming up, when we play a game like Purdue, when we play a game like Michigan State, we're going to need Deshaun Harris-Smith to knock down a couple of shots. And this game against Alcorn State, no matter if they're the best team in the country or the worst team in the country, if you see that ball go in the net like Deshaun Harris-Smith did, you're going to be so much more confident shooting the the ball and I know he's been in the gym working on a shot. I know he's been doing that repeatedly. I know he's been putting in the reps and it hasn't shown completely yet, but it showed last night. And so once it starts to show, that's when you have the confidence to start stepping in and start making shots because you've seen the ball go in when you shoot three or four from the three point line. So we saw Deshaun Harris Smith 
confidence definitely go up. And from the free throw line, he hadn't been shooting well from the free throw line. And going three for four from the free throw line is definitely very solid because he is shooting 19% from the three. And that includes going three for four from this game. So imagine that percentage before this game. It was pretty awful. So seeing the ball go in for a guy like Deshaun Harris-Smith, when we might need a jump shot for him later on, we're, we're going to need some jump shots from him. He's going to get open shots. And if we want to win some games, we're going to need those type of shots to go in. So to see him build that confidence against Alcorn State, I think is extremely important. Noah Batchelor also, he went two for two from the three-pointer. Noah Batchelor has an awesome stroke. He's a shooter. He's a really He's one of our best shooters on the team. I think him and Kaiser are like the most natural, purely gifted type of shooters on our team in terms of stroke, in terms of the way their shot looks, the way the rotation of the ball looks. I think Kaiser and Bachelor are two of the most gifted shooters on our team, and we need them to hit shots. And no, Bachelor is kind of interesting this year. I'm not sure exactly how he fits into the rotation yet. He started a game early on in the season, and there's been games where he's barely played. So he's one of those players that having going two for two from the three-point line against Alcorn State, getting in the game early, momentum builder, confidence builder, right with exactly with the theme of today and the theme of this first segment, going two for two from the three-point line, going 100% from the three-point line, because we might need him. I think he's going to be big against zones because when we need to shoot teams out of zones, because teams in the Big Ten will run zone against us, especially because of our poor shooting ability, even though we shot the ball well last night. We know we've been in the bottom of Division One in all of Power Five and shooting the three-point ball. We've been one of the worst. So him having the shot ready and being ready to go and building that confidence is going to help a ton for the rest of the season, even if it was just against Alcorn State. But there was other really top performances. Jonathan Lamoth, we'll get into more of him later on his birthday. He he hasn't played a ton either, and I doubt he's going to crack the rotation a ton, but he had 10 points and went two for three from the three-point line. But we're going to get more into the freshman later. And Geronimo. I'm going to talk about Jordan Geronimo. He had been struggling in Big Ten play. He'd been struggling against Indiana. He struggled against Penn State a little bit. I don't want to say he struggled exactly against Penn State, but he hasn't scored the ball like he was before those two games. Um, he was scoring the ball at a really high clip, at a really high level. He hadn't done that in the Big Ten play, and but he got back on track with 12 points. And if we can get... Eight points from Jordan Geronimo in Big Ten play. That can be huge. So him finding his shot, him finding some rhythm against Alcorn State, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter that it's a low competition. Him finding some rhythm, Deshaun Harris-Smith finding some rhythm, Noah Batchelor finding rhythm, all everybody finding their shot, it really helps going into the rest of the season overall. But a huge win for the Terps. A win that puts us in, I think, a really a better spot for sure than we were. We're now seven and four. The record looks a lot better. It still needs to be improved. We're still gonna need to win some Big Ten games. But overall, I think we're going in the right spot. And I think this Alcorn State game really helped us build momentum, build a lot of confidence in our shooting, in our driving, in our handle, overall, in our overall being basketball players for the Terps, which I think will be huge for the rest of the season. Two Maryland football players entered the transfer portal, but 
Is Maryland still in a good spot without them? I'll tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Two Maryland football players entered the transfer portal, and of course it's portal season, so we've got to talk about it. But I am not concerned about these two guys, even though they're really good players, players that have a chance to be overall really high-level guys. But I think we're okay without them. Obviously, I don't want to put these guys down. They're really great players, but I just think this is more about how Coach Loxley has recruited how excited I am about some of the youth, some of the experience in the position groups that these two guys are part of. But, of course, Ramon Brown and Ryan Wilmot are out for the Terps. They both hit the transfer portal. Wilmot played a good amount for the Terps, had a larger role this year as a redshirt junior, 12 tackles and a sack. He's like an outside linebacker, pass rusher kind of player. For the Terps definitely had an impact on the team. Wilmot did definitely was a solid rotational piece. He was a three star out of Florida, but I do think we have players that make up for it. Losing Jayshon Barham was big. Jayshon Barham, that's our biggest loss, and I don't think we have anybody that's going to be able to fill that role and do quite what he's going to do at the level he's going to do it at, and that at the type of talent, the NFL talent that he has and be able to do everything on defense, be able to put him on the edge and rush the passer, to be able to blitz, to be able to stop the run, to be able to pass coverage, the pick he had on J.J. McCarthy, the ability to be a freshman All-American. Losing Jayshon Barham is huge. It really hurts us, and it's going to be hard to recover from that. But losing Wilmot, I still feel really confident in the rest of our guys, in the rest of our team, that I think that we're okay. Obviously, it's things to lose a rotational type of piece. You don't want to lose that type of depth. But if people are going to transfer out, people are going to leave. And I feel okay with Wilmot leaving because I feel like we have other players that can step up. Obviously, I don't wish that he would leave. Obviously, I think he's a really good player. So I, this is not me putting him down. This is me saying that I have confidence in the rest of the players that we have in the rest of the team, especially that outside linebacker defensive end group, whatever you want to call them, Jack linebacker. They call it different. I'm not exactly sure what they call them in our scheme, but I think we have players on that defensive end outside linebacker spot that are going to be able to fill the position of Wilmot, starting with Kellen Wyatt. Kellen Wyatt, I'm so excited for him. I think he has a chance to be a really good player, played a ton as a freshman, started games as a freshman, and as a sophomore, took a leap. Same position as Wilmot, really. And he led our teams in sack this year with 4.5 sacks, 6.5 tackles for loss, had seven tackles against Penn State. I saw flashes from Kellen White that I said he needed to take a freshman to sophomore leap. And I think it's fair to say he took a pretty decent leap from his freshman year to his sophomore year. And I'm looking for an even another leap from 
sophomore year to junior year to be, I think he should be an honor, at least an honorable Big Ten type of mention because losing Jayshon Barham on the edge and even losing a guy like Wilmot, even though I said I'm confident that the guys I'm going to talk about can refill his position, I do think Kellen White does need to take another step because we're going to lose some guys on the defensive side of the ball and we're going to need pass rush. We're not going to have Talia. We're not going to have, maybe we won't, we probably won't have as high powered as offense. So having a pass rush will be important. But Neo Avery, he was hurt most of the year. I'm not exactly sure what was up with Avery. They didn't put out exactly what was wrong with him some of the time, but four star recruit, defensive end. And I still think, I thought this guy coming into the year, when I watched his film, I said, this guy is going to be a really good player. Need to add some weight, but he had some length, some size that you can't teach. And I still think Avery is going to be a really good player as a sophomore. If he comes back healthy, if he comes back ready, I don't think he'll enter the transfer portal. I think he'll be back for the Terps, I'm hoping and praying, because I think this guy has some really high-end talent at that outside linebacker type of spot, let him go off the edge and rush the passer. So I have confidence in Kellen Wyatt, and I also have confidence in Avery to come in next year and make big-time plays. But maybe the best player in that room, Donnell Brown, I don't know why. In my head, I always thought Donnell Brown was a senior, but he was actually a junior last year. So he does have another year, so he should be back for the Terps. But Donnell Brown may play plays last year and we weren't sure coming from St. Francis not that power five division one level I wasn't sure how well his game would translate but it definitely translated he was the third highest rated defensive end product according to PFF with an 84.4 in the big 10 and the fourth highest rated edge defender in pass coverage in FBS with the 92. He was really good when we dropped him back into coverage. So Donnell Brown, Kellen Wyatt, and then some of the younger guys like Avery stepping up, and there's other guys in that room. I feel confident that even though we're losing Wilmot, there's enough depth and overall talent in that room that we shouldn't be losing. All right, let's talk about losing Ramon Brown. So this one is interesting. I had high hopes going into the year with Ramon Brown, but he was hurt most of the year. He was a four-star back out of high school, had a lot of offers, has a really high ceiling, and still has a chance to complete that ceiling and go somewhere else to be a really high-level player. But it just never kind of materialized this himself this year. His freshman year, he did play a good amount. But this year, he only had one carry for three yards. A big part of that was injury and where he was in the depth chart. But last year, he had 34 carries for 122 yards. But this is another guy that I think we have so much talent in the running back room that if we didn't maybe have Roman Hemby and Antoine Lutton and all these guys, maybe I would feel worse about losing him. But I kind of feel like it's best for him to move on because of where we are with our running back room where how it is overall obviously I don't want to lose a four-star running back but I think Roman Hemby I think our running back room is loaded of course with Roman Hemby he's going to be an NFL guy should be one of the better backs in the conference next year four touchdowns five yards per carry he's a guy that gets going receiving back running back he's one of the best in the Big Ten next year with all the quorum with quorum gone and some of the and the Wisconsin back gone the Penn State guys are still there with Allen and Singleton. Those guys are still there. But even though those guys are still there, I still think Roman Hemby has a chance to be all-conference um, next year, 
even to be like a third team all big ten guy or second team all big ten. I think he has a chance to do that next year as um as a junior for Roman Hemby. We'll see exactly what happens with him. But as retro junior, I think he can do that. And of course, there's the depth in the running back room is absolutely loaded. Antoine Littleton, he's been our short yardage guy, and he was in front of Ramon Brown. And then Colby McDonald, the veteran of the group, he was also in front of him. And he averaged six point yards per carry. He almost had 300 yards. And he was our third back, and he did some really big things this year. He had times where I was like, he's our best back. So with Colby McDonald, Antoine Littleton, and Roman Hemby, there wasn't, there's not really a spot for Brown. And then there's also, don't forget, next year we're bringing in a four-star, another four-star running back, and Deshaun Williams from, from St. Francis, a four-star back, who will get some carries next year. They like to sprinkle in. They like to rotate guys, which makes sense because you want as many guys to play as possible because I think a big part of that is the transfer portal, exactly what we're talking about. But I think with Deshaun coming in, with Roman Hemby, Antoine Littleton, I think we're okay with losing Ramon Brown. I think he will be better off suited somewhere else playing for somebody else and getting more carries in a less loaded type of running back room. But overall, this speaks pretty loud to how Coach Loxley has recruited in this room and how the staff has recruited in this room because we can lose a four-star back and I still feel fine. I still feel complete confidence overall in that room. And I also feel confidence in that outside linebacker room. Let's get back to the basketball. The freshmen were impressive last night. They're coming around. We'll tell you about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The freshmen have started to find their way in these last couple of games. Against Penn State, I said it. Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser were Huge in us finding a way to win that game. We don't win that game without Julian Reese and Jameer Young, obviously, but we don't win that game without Kaiser, a couple of big shots, Deshaun Harris-Smith, huge shots down the stretch. I don't think we have win, we win that game. I think this team is coming around overall. I think it's getting better. I wasn't sure about it overall, but I think Kevin Willard has done a really good job developing this team. And I think it starts with these three guys. Jonathan Lamoth, I want to add him in. I know he doesn't get the type of credit he played an awesome game last night on his birthday. And then Jamie Kaiser, and of course, Deshaun Harris-Smith. It's been hard at times this year. They haven't been efficient sometimes. They have shot the ball poorly for a lot of the year. They've had turnovers. And Willard said they'll come around and everybody needs to take a chill pill because everybody was kind of like, what's going on? These guys are four stars. They're supposed to come in and make an impact. And so far, they haven't really done that. But I think Kevin Willard was right. Everybody needed to take a chill pill. Everyone needed to take a step back. And I'm not saying for the rest of the year they're going to go on and be great overall players. I mean, I think they're going to be good players, but they're going to have good games every game, and there's not going to be struggles. When you're playing as a freshman, it's not linear at all. 
for Julian Neris and Jameer Young this year, it's been kind of linear. They've played pretty well for the most part. But for the freshmen, it's bumpy. It goes like this. It's like a wave. It's all over the place. You're going to have your highs. You're going to have your lows. But I do think if they can limit some of those lows and keep doing some of those highs, which they did last night. Let's talk about the highs. Jonathan Lamoth, who had it make a field goal all year on his birthday, had quite the day. He went four or five from the field, two or three from the three-point arc, and 10 points. If Jonathan Lamoth can find a way to just play that type of game, he's going to have to play. I still don't think he'll be quite in the rotation in the big-time games, but maybe they try and sprinkle him in. Maybe they try and find minutes for him if he continues to play that type of game. We'll see how he plays for the next couple of games before we really get into the season, before we really get into the Big Ten type of games but he hadn't made a field goal all year and like I said went four or five from the field two or three from the three-point mark huge game career high for Jonathan so great game for him and then Jamie Kaiser also Jamie Kaiser two straight games in double figures coming off the bench Kaiser has found it I think he's really found his shot 12 points three is seven from the three-point line we will definitely take three of seven even if he takes seven shots if he makes three of the seven shots Definitely will take that from Kaiser. He couldn't hit a shot earlier on in the season, and we knew he was a good shooter, so we knew it was going to come around overall, and his shot has really started to come around. He's making shots, but he also had five rebounds, and this is exactly the type of game we want from Kaiser. And then Deshaun Harris-Smith, three or four from the three-point line. I talked about it earlier. Three or four from the free throw line. We have not seen this guy shoot the ball well at all in Deshaun Harris-Smith, and we know he's worked on it, but we saw him shoot the ball really well. So these three freshmen, super impressive. And I want to add on that Deshaun Harris-Smith had five assists. So the future is definitely bright. The three freshmen combined for 34 points last night. So I'm looking at these freshmen. They're doing some impressive things. Last game against Penn State, Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith, we wouldn't have won overall in that game without them. And then this game, they combined for 34 points. These guys are the future of Maryland basketball. These guys are really coming around. They're all improving. Jonathan, Jamie, they're literally all improving, and they're all kind of doing it at the same time, which is really fun to watch. But I think these guys are in a good spot and are going to continue to get better. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.